No, I'm just gonna read it. (laughs) I swear, I swear, I was like so normal during Isaiah's. I don't know what's happening to me yet. Welcome to the Behind the Player Podcast. I'm your host and Survival Challenge Season 8 alum, Kelsey Marlowe. For those new to the podcast, Survival Challenge is an accelerated five-day version of the CBS reality show Survivor held in Macomb, Illinois each summer. Although the application window has closed for the upcoming season, you can still donate or even volunteer to help out. You can find out more information at survivalchallenge.net. And now it is my honor to uh, introduce tonight's guest. Some people might call him the villain of the season, but I consider him (laughs) the hero of my heart. Season nine cast member, Baltazar Benavidez. Thank you, Kelsey. Thank you for the introduction. And give me those names so I can go talk to those people. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, if you just, if you want to get right into it um do you take on that name um with pride do you agree with it do you think it's wrong what are what are your thoughts on people that might consider you a little bit of a villain uh i think that it's a good question i feel like villain is such an interesting idea especially in a reality game where every single player is starting with the intent to win themselves uh and so i think that like if you make it far enough in any kind of game like this, you're a villain to somebody. It doesn't really matter who it is. If you're there, if, if you're sitting there at the end of a game like ours, you're somebody's villain. So yeah, I'll take that proudly because I did in fact uh, make it to the end. So yeah, <laughs> you I'll, did, I'll you wear did break it and a I'll lot of hearts. <laughs> you probably, let's see, you probably voted for every single member on the jury. Is that correct? You were never on the wrong side of the vote. I think the only time I was on the wrong side of the vote was during the swap when I threw a hanky vote. Uh, Although I guess it wasn't technically a hanky vote because it was a vote to intentionally split and put Isaiah in the decision-making seat. But I think, yeah, I think I did vote for everyone on the jury. Yeah. Okay. Which sometimes, you know, like it obviously shows you have a great game awareness or held a lot of agency in the game. But sometimes it can be a little bit easier if you're somebody who, say, you know, had a couple of friends on the jury that you didn't have to betray. So it's definitely something that's, I think, a little bit tough to overcome. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. So we know that you already did a version of your podcast on Jason's personal podcast. So we're not necessarily going to deep dive into every second of the game and prior to the game tonight. Um, but as far as just the beginning phase of the game, you know, you get your initial pairing of yourself, Kaylee, Callie, and Denise. Um, tell me a little bit about what was your thoughts of that pairing and what did you think you guys were going to vote in that pairing? Like, if you were, what was the plan? Just tell me about that grouping. Yeah, totally. So the game started, we get our paper that's like, you're going to vote at tri- or you're going to go to tribal council together with this group. So I was like, this is game on from the jump. I immediately recognized Denise. Um, and I recognize a lot of great energy. I actually, 
at first I thought that Adam Klein was going to be playing with us because I saw him in the car with Kaylee. Um, <laughs> so I was like, oh, it's going to be a 50-50 split. Like, so I was like, Callie, it's you and me. I mean, I didn't know her name or anything at that point, but I was like, it's that other car and me. Um, <laughs> and it, uh, the game started fast. And I feel like I, I tried to immediately try to find like, who, who do I feel like a connection with? And while we definitely had like some downtime in the beginning stages of the game where you're just walking and finding your way, I felt the temperature already going up with the rain coming down. I mean, Denise was checking every flag we walked by looking for an advantage or looking for a clue information, which I thought was a great instinct, but it was also a really great reminder for me of like, this game starts now and we're starting at 60 miles per hour. So make sure that your seatbelt's on. <laughs> yeah. Um, being in a pairing with Denise, did that make your mind start to, uh, you know, work and think who, who else could be uh, playing as far as past survivors? Um, is that something you were welcome to? Is that something you would have wanted to vote them out right away? Is there anybody in particular that you had in mind? Hmm, good question. I I would say that I I definitely thought a little bit on like who else would be playing. If Denise was on my starting group before, I figured Survival Challenge usually has 24 players in a season. So I was like, there's probably, you know, six groups of four out there, maybe a survivor on each one. Um, uh, but I didn't get as far as to thinking about like who those other survivors might be. And in terms of whether I thought anything against them coming into the game and like felt like they yeah, there's patterns that like they're in a minority there. So their safety being not a survivor. Sure. But like, that's not going to keep me from wanting to work with someone just because they've played this game before, or they have, you know, a different experience walking in. Like each game is its own story and I'm not going to count any characters out for the ones I want on my side. So. Okay. Okay. Um, let's see here. So you go through that first day of your little, um, task and then you get to the fire making challenge as that day is developing. Um, and you go into nighttime. I feel like night, that night one is such a bonding moment. Um, you see those night one relationships that are formed be so impactful for usually the rest of the five days of survival challenge. Um, after you got a little bit more time with people, was it apparent who maybe you gelled with a little bit more than the others? Or would you say you just had good kind of even relationships with everybody? It's a good question. I would honestly, before we even got to that night, I feel like I started to, my senses went up the more and more I got to speak with Kaylee. I was like, you just feel like somebody I've known for a while. She just felt so comfortable and familiar to me. Not to say that Callie and Denise didn't, because they did as well. I was like, wow, I struck gold. I feel like I get along <laughs> differently, but very well with everybody that I'm lucky enough to start with. But there was this extra sense of kind of connection. And I, I walked into the game with a mindset of like, it's so unlikely that any of us will win, let alone make it very far in the game. So like, mm -hmm. let me find someone or a couple someones who I want to play this experience with and, you know, share the time with who I know that I just like, I feel like that, that draw and connection to most strongly. And it happened to be Kaylee right off the bat. That was further affirmed in night one. Uh, when, when we did add that kind of downtime, which kind of put us on edge, we were like, what else is going to go on this night? We're just kicking <laughs> it. It's kind of, this is kind of comfortable. Okay. Um, and so things were nice at, uh, at yellow camp, everyone was relaxed. And, and I certainly felt that connection with, Kaylee right away. I had a moment where we crossed paths going to confessionals where I was like, hey, like 100%, like I want to play this game with you. Let's lock it in. Um, and she was receptive to that. And 
then like moments later when we sat down me her and callie were like hey like we might be a group here right the three of us like if we have to go to travel the first time and i was like that's great and then i also had some alone time with denise and i was like you know what i i could i could talk about uh a lot of things with you all day long i feel great i feel you know like very comfortable and so i felt well situated i felt like i got to know folks but i did feel like there was one person in particular kaylee that i was most excited to work with okay one thing you said there that caught my attention is that, you know, realistically, maybe none of us are going to make it to the end or win. So just, you know, form connections with people that are there for the experience. But that being said, did you walk into this game feeling like you were confident that you could win? I was confident I had a chance, but I was also aware of how much is out of your control in this game. I mean, there is, so, and this plays out across my entire time you know, out in the game, but there is so much that has to go right for you to land in the place that is that final seat where, where you're the winner. Um, and I'm not foolish enough to think that like one person can dictate full, like fully that and say, yep, this is exactly what the plan is. So I was prepared to be adaptable. I was confident in my skill set, but uh, I was also aware that, you know, there's chance out there and that might be a, a good thing to focus on mitigating so that that chance either is taken out of the game or at least ends up in my hands and not somebody else's. Okay. So then that next morning comes around and you get paired with the original blue group um, being Javin, Big Mike, Isaiah, and Julie. Any initial thoughts? in being paired with them or you just feel like you needed to take some time before passing any judgments? Yeah. I mean, I didn't have any time before Isaiah's little idol clue popped out of his buff. <laughs> so <laughs> I was like, okay, at least we see that. Uh, and that was great. Cause I had a moment with Denise where we both saw it and kind of like, you know, uh, slapped each other on the shoulder and let, that felt great to both like see some of that chance pop up right away. But then it also, like, once we saw, like, the tribes come together, I was just, like, so happy Javin was on my tribe. Because when you're standing across the, the you know, game arena in day one, you can't notice much. But you can notice Javin's height and his muscles. And I was grateful that both of those were on my side. Uh, so I was excited about that. Uh, that's It's so funny to hear everybody speak, you know, of him. Because as I'm around him every day, I think I forget how large he is. Um, at least yeah. to other people. And so to hear him talk that way, I'm like, is he really that big? And then I'm like, yeah, well, I guess he's 6'5". <laughs> um, <laughs> so that's funny. But okay, so, you know, I feel like usually in Survival Challenge season pass, reward days is just very relaxed. You don't mm -hmm. need to have a plan. You're still feeling everybody out. But this season, for the first time, it is announced that at the end of the day, the team that has... Um, gotten the the worst result essentially or lost the most challenges or whatever I forget exactly what the point system was on that um would be having to go to tribal council and vote somebody out how much yeah. did that impact your um thought process that day um kind of how were you trying to prepare for the event that that could be your group yeah I th I mean it was definitely like a shock like you felt the game start uh, I think really quickly for everyone um, hearing that announcement and knowing that somebody would be leaving, not just like our game first, but they'd be kind of leaving on the, the earliest timeline. Someone has left survival challenge because of the nature of the game design. Um, so yeah, there was definitely some added anxiety and like 
added pressure to make sure that there was a plan that came into play over the course of the day, just in case, right? Just in case mm -hmm. you end up being that tribe that uh, has a short stick and ends up a tribal. Um, but I would say it like it didn't factor too much in. Chapa had like we kind of had like a, a roller coaster day where we started great and we only got worse, and then at the very end we pulled together and and kept ourselves safe. Um, and so I think something that to my advantage because I came in pretty capable in terms of the challenges. I felt like because it was a full day where like the end result is let's see you know where where the tribes measure up after literally an, a constant day of challenges, it felt like it might be a reliable um, trait to base a first vote off. And normally I wouldn't think that, but because it was like all of these challenges lead to the single vote, it did feel as though like it could be a comfortable space. And looking at the physicality of my tribe, I was like, I think I could actually flex into like the stronger five or the weaker five, depending on however people wanted to look at it. But I could fit into five of eight in either of those directions um and I, I i felt pretty comfortable as like challenge performance went on and i was able to hold my own but not show my cards either yeah was okay so that brings me to a definite point i feel like which people noticed um that first challenge day you didn't really stick out very much right um there wasn't any anything necessarily noteworthy However, then when we get to later on, it seems like you kick it into this whole new gear of your winning challenges and you're um, sprinting so fast and doing so well at puzzles. Is that something you actively tried to hide that first day? Or was it just a byproduct of being on a tribe with people like a Javin or like an Isaiah? Yeah, I think it's a little bit of both, right? So the fact that I had Kaylee, Javin, Isaiah... Uh, honestly, Denise even. Denise, I thought, was like a very strong asset for our tribe. Callie, like the fact that I had so many folks who were such challenge competitors made it easy to not have to do that because it, our team wasn't reliant on my skill set in order to perform at the level that we were performing. Um, but it was certainly intentional. I, I wanted to disguise myself in every way in this game that I possibly could. And my challenge strengths is certainly one of them. So I had no interest in that being visible early on. So every chance I could, like when they were trying to decide who would like rotate these giant barrels on the first challenge ever, I was like, yeah, I don't need my hands on that. Like <laughs> Anyone else could do that. Uh, I feel pretty comfortable with puzzles. So I was not trying to be in front of a puzzle on that first day if I could avoid it. There were some times where I like, I just had to perform because otherwise it would have looked a little suspect. Like when we moved these giant cards, it was like me, Mike, and Julie. And we had some challenges moving that card around the field. Mm -hmm. um, so there were some times when I was like, well, maybe I'm showing a little bit more of my strength than, than I want to. But I was also like, nobody's looking at me anyway. Like <laughs> People already forgot me. They can't pronounce my name probably. So let's just like, <laughs> let's just bury me in there. I think it's okay. So honestly, I, I, I came in with the plan of that. I felt like I executed on it, but I was also able to kind of like ignore it to some degree and be like, hmm. But there, I mean, there was, when we had to, when our backs were against the wall, it was like, it's time to perform. So yeah. when we ate, like the eating challenge, Chapa was like, we, we had to win that or we almost certainly were going to go into the first tribal. So that I did like show up. I took down almost five plates, like a sardine shy of five plates. Um, and then in the alumni challenge, which it was like, it was either us or a pony, whoever, whoever beat the other was going to be safe. 
there my intensity came out a little bit more there yeah. which I, I don't know if it went as unnoticed as i would have liked but uh <laughs> There was so much chaos in that challenge that I don't even think there it was there. There really, really was. Um, so of any of those challenges, do you feel like there's anything? I don't know. I know a lot of people sometimes like to talk about challenges. Some people not so much. Is there anything noteworthy from any of those challenges day one or anything that happened before you eventually find out that you don't have to go to tribal? Um, I think there was like noteworthy, most of the noteworthy stuff is like outside the challenges, like okay. how our tribes getting along. We're feeling out like, are for yellow, therefore blue, like, you know, we're not going to go head to head in this first tribal and like go to rocks, or maybe we are. So everyone's trying to like suss out kind of like where it would go. So people are like, you know, tiptoeing around the the resting area together, trying out these like yellow and blue conversations. I'm mostly just like trying to figure out who I like vibe with, similar to how I talked about that first night. Like who are, who are the people that I like can see myself having fun for these many as many days as I'm afforded in this game. And mm -hmm. that drew me to certain players that were on this new blue tribe, very drawn to Jabin, very drawn to Isaiah, um, still feeling very close to all three of uh, the women I started the game with on yellow. So there was a, uh, a feeling out and then some information came out, like we ended up prompting Isaiah to share his idol clue early on. Cause I was like, I'm not gonna let that get buried. Like, let's read that That's the first chance yeah. we get. So some some important things that happened on the sidelines, uh, the challenges themselves were fun. I mean, there were some like funny moments of just like like the Connect Four challenges. Like, yeah. it's really not <laughs> not the the exemplar of how to <laughs> how to win and communicate as a team. But you know what? They were all fun. They were all all a good time. I feel like if there's one thing that anybody w should go back and watch on the live feeds on our Facebook lives <laughs> is that challenge. I mean. It is just mind boggling how simple it seems to the viewer, but how obviously again and again, the players keep messing it up. And then, you know, you have Adam's reactions in the background because Chapa keeps messing it up and Kaylee's on Chapa. So that is just uh -huh. a fun, fun video to go back and watch. Um, but I will, I will be your guys's um, defender in the fact that you cannot understand how like, I don't know. People always, in the SC world, I feel like always say how stupid the game makes you in a way um, or how much that stress plays with your mind and makes you realize such, such simple little things. Um, uh -huh. So it's definitely, it seems mind boggling to the viewer, but once you're in that like player position, it is a lot, a lot harder to just, I don't know, be smart, I suppose. <laughs> Yeah, I feel um, like rewatching it in my head, it's like black and white, and there's that like clown music that's like, and it's just like, it's not going how we wanted it to. I will say one thing, one thing that I don't think it's talked about, or at least I haven't heard it, or if I heard it, I forgot it, but not talked about much is on that reward day, one of the, the big focuses of mine was actually injury prevention. Um, like, it was wet, soggy. Mm -hmm unreliable footing everywhere and that connect four challenge is a great one we had to like kind of make a maybe not a 90 degree turn but maybe like a hundred degree turn mm -hmm. to get to these tiles that were somewhere else and i ended up sliding at one point because i was like that's actually more safe than trying to slow down and risk like i don't know some kind of tweak or discomfort in my legs so that was a focus of mine in day one was like i'm or on day two reward day i was like i'm not going to be injured here there, that's not going to set me up for anything i want later in the game so that was something i was paying close attention to during reward physically 
All right. So you guys eventually get to the point where, you know, you have that relief. You're not going to go to tribal. Um, however, I feel like for a lot of people, something that was really impactful in the relationships that carry them on throughout the game is that task that you're given. I believe it was called the Gone Fishing Challenge. Um, yep. Was that impactful for your game? And if so, how? Very much so. That is where I kind of solidified my closest alliance, I would say, in the game. So um, there's like some trading out that happens where I kind of start on the sidelines and a lot of other people get get pulled from Choppa to start this process. Uh, I think as Mike gets the initial clue um, and he taps in Isaiah, Javin, and Kaylee, and they start running, I think almost all of us end up taking a couple laps, but at some point in the process, it becomes Kaylee, Javin, and myself. And we end up putting a lot of miles on the legs, just going back and forth, filling up the cups and then dumping them into the, the water bucket. And that is where I felt like I already felt so solid with Kaylee. And we just, I had connected with Javin all day long during the challenges and during the resting time. And I was like, I feel great about him too. It'd be nice to be able to link up with somebody who's not in my starting four on yellow. Mm -hmm. I, it just felt like very natural again, very comfortable. And we got to talking. We kind of were like, yeah, I'm feeling this. And we ended up finishing the challenge together and had had a chance to make, you know, a decision about the idol that we ended up unlocking from that challenge and everything. But that was huge for my game because it made me feel very comfortable uh, in that in that short term about what we're doing with Choppa. But it also, maybe more importantly, helped me understand and measure my pace of the game. So I was like, am I going too fast and who I'm going after? Am I going too slow in trying to make these alliances and relationships? But I felt reassured as I like thought through the way I had kind of approached folks, namely Kaylee and Javin at that time, and also like waited back on some other folks um, as some of them came to me and some folks that I just didn't connect on a strategy with. Yeah, I thought that was such a fun twist that they had come up with because I think in general, like people don't leave camp enough to where you're able to have one on one conversations. And that really gave people the ability to do so. Um, so I'm not sure I haven't gone back um, and looked, but I wonder if you could almost track in the people in your season who did the gone fishing challenge. And is there any way mm. you can try to um see some type of correlation of did those people do better in the game i mean <laughs> i guess in choppa's stance i guess only you did because unfortunately we lost javin and kaylee pre-merge but in general i guess for future players that might be listening it's like find any reason in my opinion to leave camp have those one-on-one -on -one conversations because it's like I, I i just feel like you can't get get very far when you're always like in the group yeah. having group conversations being watched by the group those one-on-one -on -one conversations that you're able to have away from camp are so important and not enough people are like willing to I guess go off and do them and that, that's why gone fishing I think provided such a convenient way to have them and not be suspicious about it um, mm -hmm. but in general I think people are far too worried about being suspicious versus just being bold and having those conversations, like you said, being in control of the pace of how you're playing um, versus just sitting in camp and, you know, like, you, like those camps aren't very big. There's not much to do. <laughs> yeah. it's, just like, it's a good thing that for the most part, SC is like, 
I mean, from sun up to sundown, because if you were just sitting at camp all day, I mean, that wouldn't be fun. So yeah, it was interesting too the way it was set up because it allowed for a lot of cross pollination between tribes, which I didn't participate in. Perhaps that would have uh, been an interesting thing to pay attention to, but I was like, you you can't like sit around as like waiting for permission to do things in this game. And right. so kudos to anyone who took that chance to like make those relationships across lines. There were also people who were kind of tracking and talking about that, like who is looking at who is like not making these runs with people wearing the same tribe shirt as them? Like who's stopping and talking with other folks? Mm -hmm. um, but there was so much happening there that I was like, I can't sit here and worry about what everyone else is doing. I need to like use this time for myself and what I need right now in the game, which for me was like solidify an extension of my alliance with Kaylee to bring Javin in and then feel really strong as a trio. Okay. So the next day, um, I feel like, day the more that's day three correct yep okay that morning is always like okay like it gets real uh because you know from here on out you're gonna lose a lot of people um and you're hoping that it won't be you but obviously um in the morning you get those little jitters because you don't you know you don't know what to expect um did you have a game plan going into that day because i'm sure as you know se is at such a quick pace that if you don't have much of a game plan going into that day, that probably means you're a part of somebody else's game plan. Yeah, I think it's a it's a balancing act of like the bigger picture of numbers was my game plan going in. So we have, you know, three tribes of eight. And well, that likely means that like no single tribe will have majority. Um, and so how do you kind of thread that needle of being like, you know, the right size as a group uh, to where you are not an immediate threat, um, but also, you know, not risking yourself by going to tribal so many times that, you know, some some unexpected twist or somebody else's, you know, gameplay that targets you ends up removing you from the game way sooner than you had hoped. So that was like my thinking going in. Now, it worked out quite differently with Choppa. <laughs> we didn't go to tribal council very much. Um, so that calculus kind of got uh, recalculated a couple times over the course of the day. But that was like, my big mindset was like, let me pay attention to that today. And then it was also like, at least know exactly where you want the next boat to go. Um, which by the time we had laid down the night before, for me, it was like kind of locked up. I knew I wanted to target Mike um, just because he had been talking with a lot of people and he kept sharing that information with folks he knew. And then right off the bat that next morning, the very first challenge, he, he was sitting out talking to Cam again. And I was like, okay, this is a guy who's not on yellow. Uh, and he has connections that I don't have. Um, and I think that there were a couple obstacles and challenges that I was like, I think that like I could pitch the case that Mike struggled with those enough to where I could get the other blue on, on the same page. And I think Kaylee, Callie and Denise, we were all, we we're all on the same page there too. Okay. So Mike does, in fact, be end up being the only person you officially um, lose that day because you guys kept winning. Was there ever a point where you considered maybe it would be a good idea to lose one or two more? Um, or did that never really cross your mind? Uh, it, it definitely crossed my mind. But to be honest, I feel like I was staying so present in the game and where things were going on choppa that like by the time we got to this announcement of like you're gonna have this pre-vote and in my head i'm sitting there like trying to run the math and like wait there's very few players left it honestly like snuck up on me and i lost mm -hmm. track of that so i was like oh 
what what happened there um and i think a big part of that too is like there's no reason in my mind to risk when you don't need to in this game and throwing a challenge like that when you have a seven i know that there's an idol floating around somewhere i know at that point we knew isaiah had the idol um i just felt like it wasn't we still had the swap to navigate a likely swap to navigate that was coming up so i was like there's no reason to thread the numbers right now in my eyes okay that's fair um when it came to the pre-vote was there ever a thought in your mind that it was going to be somebody other than Denise or did was Denise pretty much the consensus there? Oh my God, big time. As soon as we, like, my hope there was actually Julie. <laughs> I wanted Julie gone at seven. Um, and then I was going to flush the idol, hopefully in the same turn or the one okay. after that. Um, but so much happened in that pre-vote that spun things around uh, largely because of this, like, Girls Alliance that was or wasn't uh, ever really proposed uh, as something that I think Callie had pitched to Kaylee that never really put me in the crosshairs, but Denise spun it as though it did. And I don't even know if like they talked to Denise clearly about it, but from my vantage point, what I had heard was this like out of the blue, no one had given me the tip off that this is like an idea that other people were talking about. So I heard it first from Denise and I was like, what is that? And then I went to like, cross check with Julie and Denise, Julie and I both in the gone fishing challenge, we had kind of been like left behind where the three last to be invited into the challenge with the rest of the tribe. There was like also a moment where the three of us filled up water bottles and we were alone. Like there were a couple of times when Denise, Julie and I in the first day on reward day, were kind of, and I think even on um, immunity day, we're kind of like sat out together or like, like left behind together or like we're carrying things together. And so that kind of became like a little backup connection. So I actually had some like, some trust invested in Julie and Denise. So when they both were like, oh yeah, we've heard of this girl's alliance. Um, I was like, oh, maybe there's some validity there and didn't take it for what it was, which was Denise playing me. So uh, <laughs> it just like spun into chaos and it led me to doubting Kaylee. And I like went over and asked her and she had a very authentic, but at the same time, very large reaction that made me wonder like, oh, what? are you telling me the truth <laughs> and uh ended up being like okay there's no no risks that we can take right now like let's go with the safe vote that the group's like moving towards which would be denise um which i wasn't super hyped about but i was like okay this is like what the whole group wants to do i can easily do that and there's certainly no comfort in my mind to like try to mix things up and go after julie at this point so there were a okay. lot of other ideas those are just mine i'm sure there were times seven more but uh no it wasn't as clear and cut as let's just all go for denise okay um and obviously you never get to the point where there would have been another vote but i feel like it's always fun to you know put people on the spot um if you would have gone to another tribal in that grouping who would you have been trying to target yeah i mean that's interesting that's a i haven't thought of this at all before it's interesting because I've already broken trust with Denise by voting for her in that last one, right? In the mm. one that doesn't come true. So would I believe that Denise and I could repair? Definitely. At the same point, I do have to consider that like I've written her name down. It's been shown. She's still in the game. <laughs> like That's not great. <laughs> um, and then the other option to me, the only other viable option would have been to go after Julie uh, or Isaiah at that point. Um, but I think the, the you have to think about the math there, right? So like if that all happens, 
then Chapa has seven left, and the other tribes combined have eight. Mm-hmm. Um, is that really right? Could that be the math there? Do not ask me questions about math. <laughs> <laughs> seven, five, and three. I think that actually is the math. That's wild. Um, so it becomes a question of like, when are we? Because go- if we're going immediately after that, then Chapa's mm-hmm. like, we're giving up the numbers. We can't do anything. And so there it's like, it's time to like mix some shit up. Like I definitely don't want to be like the only person left who has their starting group of four in the game. Mm-hmm. Like that's mm-hmm. not a great position to be in. Um, but if it's like a couple rounds later and Chapa would still possibly be able to fight for the majority, then maybe it's a question of like, do we try to just have the strongest numbers at the merge and possibly even go into the merge with majority numbers to begin with? In which case it would probably change and Denise would not be the name, I would say. Okay. So you get to the swap. Um, and let's see, you're paired with still with Denise and Isaiah. Um, mm-hmm. And then with the additions of Donathan. And Jason. Jason. Is that it? For some reason I was saying there's one more person, but is that it? Just the five. Yeah, that's it. Okay. Um, any initial thoughts on that? Yeah, Jason is one of the other players at this point in the game who's to me still stood out physically. Mm -hmm. Um, and then Donathan, one of the only other players who I have any information on because I watched his season in Ghost Island. Um, so excited, but to be honest, I was so like, I couldn't stop noticing that like my mood really changed as well. I was like, oh my God, I love Chapa. This is so great. We're playing this game. These are my friends. This is my family and my tribe. And then it was like, oh, you have to go back to this camp with these, these strangers and these people <laughs> who just voted for each other. And it's like messy now. And I was like, oh my God, like this doesn't feel good. <laughs> like it totally changed. And I was like, all my closest allies got split up for me, right? So like mm-hmm. Kaylee, Javin and Callie all got split up for me. So at this point, I have something cooking with Isaiah. I definitely have something cooking with Denise, but it's it's a completely reshuffled deck. Um, and so again, I'm just trying to focus on what's right in front of me, which was immediately Jason and Isaiah talking up a windstorm. The two remaining survivor alumni in the game, Denise and Donathan, like connecting quickly. Uh, and so I'm just like trying to keep track of all the different patterns that are in this though it's only a group of five and this five has many different patterns right Mm -hmm. uh so honestly it was just into like observe mode and like be quiet mode which worked out great because isaiah was saying enough for the five of us (laughs) (laughs) that seems to be a trend (laughs) (laughs) okay um so gosh i don't even actually exactly remember the the time frame of that um how quick is it till you go to your first challenge after the swap? It is overnight. So we go back to okay, camp. That is the right We're at camp all night long. Um, uh, and it is a long, cold night. Thank you, Jason. Still grateful for that body heat. <laughs> um, and then we go to the challenge first thing in the morning and we okay. lose that. <laughs> and as far as who you wanted to get out of that tribal, um, that ends up being Jason, correct? Yeah, that's who we ended up Is, going with. You, was there ever a thought? I mean, I'm sure there's a thought, but did you ever have any intention of it being anyone else? Definitely. Because at this point, I know if Blue loses else, if, the, if we win now that we're swapped, because there's just three groups of five, in my head, Kaylee, 
Javin were sitting ducks. Callie and Julie were likely sitting ducks. So I was like, blue numbers are going to drop no matter what. So at this point, the best thing for my game is to just drop all of the blue numbers everywhere and be one of the little cockroaches that's left. Mm -hmm. um, and so my intent, actually, when we split up in that five and I like finally got some time thinking was like, okay, I need to like start trimming the blue down on Chopper 2.0, which means keep Donovan around, keep Jason around. But as we got to try, uh, back to camp, Jason like immediately took this. And I, I know since he's spoken on the fact that he thought there was very little time he had. So he was like, let me make these conversations happen. To your point earlier, it's rare to get that alone time. So he was like, let me just see if I can orchestrate it. And let, let's have some turn having some private conversations. And I took that as like a very aggressive move, mm -hmm. um, especially coming on the heels of an extra vote that was revealed at the swap council. So I was like, I don't know what's going on with Jason, but he's definitely like, controlling information in a way that like to me is like a bit offensive here and so i was like okay something's going on but equally concerning was the fact that isaiah had kind of poured out all the details of what had happened at choppa i mean they weren't exactly accurate but it was enough it was accurate enough to where my allies were getting you know targets expanded on them information that just didn't need to be shared was being shared and so denise and i actually connected when Isaiah went first to speak with Jason and we were like, Hey, like, what is going on? Like, why is Isaiah telling everything that's been happening? And we're very concerned about that. So our initial intent was actually to go after Isaiah there. Um, it ended up not working out because later on in the night, Jason was like trying to put the math together. And I feel so bad. He's, he authentically was like, wait, what did happen at our tribal council? But I didn't trust it. His stories didn't line up. There were a couple details that just like, he genuinely misremembered or left out, but they just ended up as someone who's, it's like one of my first conversations with him ever, and it's in the game and it's in the swap environment. I was like, why would you even bother lying about that? Why would you section off conversations the way you did? And I was like, okay, like, I don't think I can trust him fully. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, because of that, I felt like he was like putting a plan together. And I was like, I, you, you got to go for that reason. But I was also hoping, I was like, maybe, because I knew Isaiah still had that idol. I was like, maybe we can, like, I don't know, have an idol shootout here first and uh, see that get flushed. But it didn't yeah. work out. I think it's so hard, especially, like, when you swap, because, you know, his instincts are, I need to talk game and figure out what the, like, what's going on. But I feel like it almost is does tend to be a little bit of a red flag when somebody just immediately wants to talk game versus just like getting to know each other first. I feel like alliances yeah. are built on friendship. Um, in a way, I kind of like what you said earlier about how you wanted to pick with people that you just kind of like vibed with or had fun with or connected with. I think too often people like come into these games and they're like, oh, well, I want to have an ally that is a meat shield or a nerd shield or different from me. So nobody would expect it. Um, but mm -hmm. really, I just feel like you kind of have to get to know people for who they are as a person, see if you vibe with them. And then the alliance just comes naturally after that. Um, and so it's tough, even though maybe initially you wanted to work with Jason, if that's not gelling, I mean, it's, it's pretty hard to ignore your gut feeling there. So, um, Oh Yeah. And I felt that a, a couple other points in the game too, like folks who maybe led with that, like, this is the plan. This is what's going on. And I was like, Ooh, I don't know. This is our first conversation. Wait, yeah. <laughs> what's your name again? <laughs> right. And that, I mean, I guess that works for some people, but I almost feel like as a player, you have to try to gauge what that other person 
is totally. meeting from you in conversations. You know, some people you might be able to dive right in, but some people you're, you're yeah. not able to. So definitely like having conversations based on what you think the other person wants and instead of, you know, approaching everybody the same way, I think is really yeah. important. And I think um, something that actually worked against Jason too was that he was his style in that moment was directly contrasted with Donovan, who when he took Isaiah up to talk privately up the up the walkway away from camp, Denise and I were both like, okay, a lot of stuff's just happened. Like we need to touch base. And so we were kind of like, hey, Donovan, do you mind if we just have a private conversation right now? And Donovan was like, oh yeah, I'm not bothered. Like, go ahead. I'm, I don't care. Like, and to me, that was just like, it was just like night and day. And it made the intensity that Jason was bringing to those conversations where he was like, who's running things? Is it you and Denise or is it you and Isaiah? That intensity <laughs> felt that much more because I yeah. didn't get that from Donovan. Absolutely. Okay. So um, you lose Jason and do you lose again right after that? <laughs> yeah, we do. <laughs> you, do you guys do a fair amount of losing this day. We do a fair uh, amount of losing for sure. And you end up losing Denise, but mm-hmm. it was a little bit more complicated than that. Um, yes. Kind of explain that tribal and your thought process for that one. Yeah, so at this point, Jason's gone. Isaiah's idol's still in the game. Uh, That's not great. And, I mean, you say we do a lot of losing. It wasn't just a lot of losing. I mean, we were, like, we were blown out of the water in the the second challenge. And we kind of got ourselves, it handed to us in the first challenge of the day, too. Like, if you were objectively evaluating based on, like, physicality and performance during the first I guess, two days at this point. Um, I don't think that myself, Donathan, Isaiah, and Denise measured up the same way that these other new tribes did. I mean, we just did not, on paper, we're just like, you know, we're not the first seed. And uh, that was playing in my mind because I was like, well, we started at 15. We're now down to 14. The most realistic number in my head to merge at that point was around... 11 12 somewhere in there so i was like we definitely have more challenges to go in this group so if we lose somebody else another competitor here this is we could we could genuinely just keep losing and i was like we we could just be a tribe that gets extinguished and literally go down to the whoever is left on this tribe is the last person who slips into the merge and they're the 11th to the other two tribes of five and I was not going to let that be because Isaiah had an idol when him and I were left and Mm -hmm. the idol sent me packing. Like that was just not going to work. So I, that idol had to go immediately. Mm -hmm. Um, It didn't go at five with Jason. I was hoping that we might've been able to pull it out. We didn't. I was like, it has to go here at four. And simultaneously remember my objective of getting rid of blues. What didn't happen in that first one, we got rid of Jason. So now Mm -hmm. the blue numbers are, seven and seven so mm-hmm. there's still way too many blues in the game i mean you you kind of have to strike gold at that point and to me that wouldn't work because if either of the other tribes lost blue was probably going home so i was like we have to shed blue i have to flush that idol that literally means isaiah's idol has to get played he'll be safe denise has to be the vote then that's mm-hmm. the only way that like either of these priorities get attended to okay. um and can so, we just say it's so boring and so predictable that the person that the tribe with the most numbers in the swap always gets targeted. Uh, yeah, it's boring. Mathematically, though, it makes sense. <laughs> it, uh, I mean, I know, I know. Coming from somebody who did, who was a, another casualty 
of yes. going into the swamp with all of our numbers. Um, it's just, you know, maybe I'm a little biased there, but yeah. And you know, my husband got voted out because of that. So maybe I'm biased, <laughs> but I think, it's I think like- it comes from safety. It comes from safety, right? Anytime the game is, is shaken up to where you have a clear path of like immediate safety with a mm-hmm. lot more like factors playing in when you're a tribe of six, that we're not talking in the same in the same sphere, but when you're a tribe of twelve or something like that, along that order, I think folks are way more the instincts kick in to make sure I'm safe rather than to like stick my head out and take this shot right now. Because if I miss, mm-hmm. I'm still exposed. Mm-hmm. So I think it's natural to pull in like, hey, we could just this group of three and that group of four, we could all be safe right now if we just go with the biggest number. Absolutely. Let's just send that out. Yeah. But it is absolutely. a shame. Absolutely. It's any any vote that I feel like is easy or you can get everybody on board of for whatever reason um, is definitely smart because then, you know, it's not going to be you. I think the only thing that, you know, you have to keep in mind is sometimes it's not just a numbers game. Um, it's yeah. obviously a game of people. And so you have to, you know, each individual person has to decide, you know, regardless of the numbers, who are the best people that are going to set me forward, like for success moving forward. Um, Mm -hmm. So it's, you know, I know you're a numbers guy, but (laughs) more than just numbers. (laughs) Agree. Agree with that. So um, you lose Denise and the next challenge, I know we're not too much, uh, talking about challenges in this um, podcast, but we have to talk about it because in my opinion, <laughs> it's one of my favorites from the season. Um, I know I already said that in Isaiah's, but is there anything um, you feel like from this challenge that uh, did that bond have any reason why you and Donathan and Isaiah end up in the final four together? Um because of this moment that you had that bonded you guys um and then also again clearly you're a numbers person because it was the most impressive thing that i've ever seen for you to make that comeback and you literally did it by using math to solve a puzzle and i was blown away away. (laughs) well i'll say a couple things one yes we were bonded as a group there only because we weren't going to tribal council, <laughs> right? Like if we we're going to tribal council, there is no way the three of us are going forward because someone's going home. Right. Um, but I would say it felt great to win. Oh my gosh. You don't know how good winning feels until you lose a lot. And I think a mm-hmm. lot of people who come into a game like this, like they're competitors, they are adventurous folks. I don't think folks spend a lot of their time losing at things. Uh, so I think in this game, when you lose and lose and lose again, mm-hmm. it is, it, you can forget what that feeling feels like. And especially because each time you lose, like, it feels like the stakes are that much higher and that much higher. So mm-hmm. in that regard, absolutely. It was bonding. Um, but there was also, there was also like, not just my, my math thing, like Isaiah managed to pull his balance together and allow us to move that giant spool across the course get i can't remember if it was a key or if it was puzzle pieces but whatever we had to get like nothing follows if that doesn't get done so thank goodness for that thank goodness for our communication as a team for donovan saying hey you know what i don't think i'm going to get this let's try a different approach like it truly was like such a team win uh and it was it was a great feeling it definitely was a great feeling now would that great feeling be like we're safeguarded and and this is like our sanctuary of as a trio 
not for me, but, uh, you know, certainly there's no denying how good it felt and how bonded we did feel. That bond isn't going to, you know, be stronger than my draw to want to stay in the game. But mm -hmm. of course, it, it does tie us together. Okay. Um, and then obviously after that, you get to merge. But before that, I would say two pretty impactful people to your game being Javin and Kaylee end up going home. How much yeah. did losing them affect your mindset moving forward or, you know, your game plan moving forward? To your point about it's not just a numbers game. So true. Because when Kaylee went home, I remember I was like seeing red. I was so <laughs> mad. I was like, what the? I was like ready to, I was ready to fight. And it made no sense, right? Because it, all the things satisfied the way I was calculating about the game. I was like, a blue is gone. It is one of my closest allies who like, let's say in a different multiverse, like Kaylee and I somehow both skipped the merge. If someone I've been working with the whole time, or could I really have like played a game that like, you know, puts me in front of Kaylee at that point? I don't know, but I didn't have to be in that position uh, necessarily. Um, so I was, in, I was definitely impacted by that. I definitely was frustrated. And I, I love, as much as I loved winning the challenge that sent Kaylee home, the challenge that sent Javin home, it was like, it was, it was just a different vibe at that point. Like we finished kind of early ahead of the other two and it felt like the writing was just kind of on the wall. So I definitely noticed some resentment in my feelings uh, at their, you know, excusal from the game. But I also like, that's just from my point of view, that doesn't mean anything for the folks who, the other folks who participated in those votes because they're, they're trying to play and win too. So Absolutely. I can understand that for sure. Yeah. Um, so those were people you assumingly were planning on, you know, linking back up with Definitely. what then was, how do you regroup from that? And what's your game plan now that they're not there to regroup with? Yeah, the, the silver lining of that was with Javin and Kaylee gone. Now blue no longer had the majority of the numbers because we had just shed Denise Kaylee and Javin three in a row. So we were just down to four blue. There were three pink and there were four um, yellow left at that point. So mm -hmm. the numbers, like we kind of disguised by flushing so many blue so quickly in a way that worked out great with, with what was left on my tribe because it was just myself, Isaiah, and Donathan. And so I think we were all on our own putting the math together of like, for this safe vote, it is the numbers. How can we all be safe? Well, if blue and pink just like stick together, then we could like be pretty comfortable if we all come to emerge and we come to a vote together. We'll be within the numbers. We'll all be safe for a little while and we can kind of direct that target onto yellow for the short term, which worked great for me for a couple of reasons. Because one, at this point, the only person, the only people in the game other than Isaiah and Donathan that I've spoken to are Callie, who I still feel close with, um, and then Julie who I still, like, I, I'd worked with. I was excited to work with her again, but that was it. That was my whole list. Like, I, I didn't have any relationships with anybody else, so the numbers were a little thin there for me. Um, mm -hmm. So it, it felt great to be able to say, hey, we can loop in Matthew, we can loop in Molly as the other two pinks and kind of have something of a numbers going here. So it made sense. Okay. Um, so obviously then you have not a lot of time after you merge, maybe like an hour or so when you're eating lunch mm -hmm. and then it's just, you know, back right into it. Um, as far as, you know, specific votes, was there anybody you 
felt like you wanted to target or was it just, you know, as long as it's somebody from yellow, I'd, I'll just go with wherever the strong opinion is. 100% wanted to target Alex. 100%. Okay. Um, Jason had told me in the night before, um, we were like, Oh, what, what was everyone's impression of the other tribes from the day and stuff. And Jason shared that Alex had said, you know, that I was kind of dangerous for some reason. And I remember shortly after I had a confessional with like an interview and they were like, Oh, like if you get to merge or something like that, or maybe this was the next day, actually, because they were asking me about merge, who would the first vote be? And I was like, Oh, definitely Alex. Uh, Cause he said my name and that's enough. Like I I'm coming for you. Um, and he had also, you know, just had a hand in whether he voluntarily or not sending home my two closest allies, one after the other. So for me, I was like, done done and then i had heard at the merge feast that alex is like a great puzzler so i was like that is like four strikes you should have been out a minute ago <laughs> uh so you get your way alex goes home um then you kind of reroute from the okay blue and pink we're working together let's get out yellows and um callie ends up going home is that something that you wanted to happen not want to happen how how did the cali vote go yeah i wanted it to happen as well um so cali was the one that we had kind of like left out of the math when we were saying blue and pink we were saying blue and pink to probably be like general and quick about it but mm -hmm. we were specifically saying the six of us excluding cali from that group um isaiah had shared a lot of information about cali and kaylee being you know, really sneaky and tricky players. Um, and that like, maybe there's an idol out there and stuff, which had painted a pretty big target on her already mm -hmm. uh, in our in our smaller second version of Choppa Tribe. Um, and then also, I as much as like, it pains me because it turns out I don't, well, I could be wrong, but I don't think that there was a target from Callie on me. At the time, there was still in the back of my mind, this like idea that Denise had looped in of, you know, Callie's trying to get this girl's alliance together to get rid of you. So both of those things combined, I was like, it gets rid of blue numbers still. It, mm -hmm. Like, I don't want to get the majority because all of a sudden, after we voted out Alex, blue had the majority. And I was like, if somebody on blue has to go, it should be somebody I'm not working closely with. So it can't be Isaiah, it can't be me. It has to be Callie at that point. So a lot of those things made sense. And then there were some other folks who wanted Callie gone. I think um, Matthew wanted Callie gone on the vote before when I was like, no, it's got to be Alex. So to me, it was like, oh, great, I can like, show I'm negotiating with the decision-making while also getting what I want, which is to Cali go right after. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, let's see. That is all for that day, correct? Yep, that is it. Um, as far as, like, losing people in tribals. Um, you do have one more little challenge where um, I have to say um, it, it always warms my heart when I see somebody uh, who knows the, the Tamgram puzzle and – you tried to play it off like you didn't have it memorized, and I don't know how much <laughs> I don't know how much your fellow players believed you, but zero. <laughs> I was gonna say me with the camera. I was like, mm, <laughs> I don't know about that. Um, yeah, but you guys don't end up being the group that goes on the reward. You end up being in the group of um, being back at camp. Was it with I Isaiah and Matthew? I believe. Yep, that's right. Yep. Um, did being in that grouping somehow lead to the fact that you guys ended up being the final three? Definitely. Definitely it did. Um, so we had at that point, let's see, there were, 
There were nine of us left because there were three groups of three. And so my closest allies at that point were squarely Isaiah and Donathan. Mm -hmm. um, and then during the, the merge afternoon that led to Alex and um, Callie's boots, there was some initial cross-pollination between the blue and pink, right? Like we had the feast, we had a little bit of downtime and that kicked back into this like mentality for me of like, again, we made it to this, this very far point in the game. It's unlikely that we'll keep going. I don't know what's going to happen, but if I'm, you know, however it's going to play out, I still want to play with people that I like just naturally feel like I'm connecting with and, you know, really want to spend time, spend whatever time we still have here together. And Matthew jumped out to me right away as someone whose energy just felt so familiar. Uh, and I kind of like threw him a note in the middle of the, uh, or maybe it was at the end of the merge being like, Hey, you want to fuck some shit up? And he was like, yeah, man. And I was like, great. We, I like, I feel like a connection with you. I feel like we'll be looked at pretty similarly in the game in terms of our threat level. Like to me, it was just like someone I gravitated towards and, and we ended up, you know, linking up in that way. And then the only other person in that alliance was Molly, who at that point I, I had like tried to connect with in the merge feast, but I was like, oh, I'm either annoying her or like she's got other things she's like focusing on. And I was like, okay, we're, we're just not gelling, not in a bad way, but like in a way that didn't make me like want to be like, hey, let's go like plan this together. So when it was the fates put me, Isaiah and Matthew together, I was like, great, let's, let's, you know, see where this goes. And on the walk back, the information that got shared between the three of us cemented for me that I could no longer like ride this blue and pink idea like that was done uh, and in fact like somebody who I knew at that point I was not in their plans Molly she had to go uh, because I Matthew let uh, he shared with me that I wasn't in her ideal final four and that for me was enough to say okay you have to go next um, and then from there that information sharing sharing a lot of lines of identity, um, interests, just like natural, like folks I would want to spend time with, like being there with Matthew and Isaiah back at camp, but just like, I think further and further to our, uh, my attraction to working with them as a group, as a trio. Okay. Um, obviously one of your better allies at that point was Donathan as well. Um, was there any specific reason you feel like you didn't want to bring him? To the final three at that point or did it just so happen he just wasn't there you were with isaiah and matthew and it was like was it intentional or what does it just just kind of happen because you were with the two of them as far as leaving donathan out i would say it wasn't intentional uh and in my head i don't think it was necessarily like committed to at that hour either like i still had my idea of working with donathan and isaiah i also thought in my mind like depending on how far this game gets, like when we get to seven or something like that, eventually someone's going to be like, well, those three have been together since the new Choppa days. Like that's mm -hmm. probably, it's best to like hedge a little bit uh, and spread the chips out, but definitely not, not to say like, okay, that's done. And in fact, Donovan and I work very closely together all the way down to the wire to the very end of the game. So yeah, um, yeah by okay. no means. So at this point, I remember, you know, the day's kind of ending me and the incredible Sam Lechner are doing our kind of end of day review. And I very specifically remember thinking like, okay, now that we're however far into this, not really obviously knowing the each individual dynamics of what was going on. I remember thinking very specifically Molly and Baltazar, like those are my two to watch. Like if I had put money on, 
like two people or one boy, one girl, like you are the two people that I remember thinking, like I feel best about because you seemed very aware, but maybe not somebody who was too obvious in like maybe in a Matthew or an Isaiah. Um, Did you also feel that way? Did you feel like you were in the position where you felt like, you know, after getting your legs underneath you that you had a really fighting chance to win? Definitely. And that, that kind of went into when it was pitched to me that Matthew and Isaiah and I would be a three. Mm -hmm. um, There were a lot of things in my head about like, what do I, because a lot of our lines of, you know, our similar, our shared lines of difference being queer people of color was something that like, of course got brought up, right? It's just impossible for that circumstance to present itself and us to not be aware of those, um, you know, those truths. And that led to me thinking like, okay, if I'm like going to commit and form and form this alliance and acknowledge these shared bonds that go way beyond this game, like Mm -hmm. the math has to add up to where I think I can win at the same time, because I'm not in the interest. There's no interest in mine to commit to something like that, that I'm going to, I'm not going to like cross that line for this game, right? For Mm -hmm. corn on the cob. I'm not going (laughs) to, that's not going to (laughs) happen. But uh, I did sit down and I was like, okay, I think that like the way that the math adds up, I do think I have a good chance of winning this game based on the game that I had played, based on where I was kind of hidden still, I felt at nine, I still didn't think as much as maybe my Tanagram puzzle exposed me. I was like, oh, it's still like a little bit like, I, I don't think I didn't show up in a, what is it where you like answer questions as to who's the, who's the name for this and that. Um, Touchy subjects. Yeah, I don't think I was an answer for anything. I, mm-hmm. at this point, had never received a vote in the game. Mm-hmm. Like, I was like, I don't think people remember I'm here, but I know I've been orchestrating enough and having my hand in the direction of this game that I can speak to that and bring that to the forefront. So I definitely was confident in myself. I thought I had a chance to win at this point, for sure. Okay. Um, and we obviously have to talk about the journey that you later go on <laughs> that night. Um, that unfortunately the live feeders missed out on, but what might've been the most like exhilarating moment of the season. Um, do you care to explain that at all or at least, um, how it impacted your game moving forward? Yeah. Uh, it was, it, it was an important, it was a very important part of my game. Um, because it was like as much as, as, as it was significant to like, secure the idol and have that advantage and perhaps more importantly, keep that advantage out of the hands of people I wasn't working with. Mm -hmm. What was more valuable was honestly like being lied to and Mm -hmm. seeing the lie and being like, okay, yep. Like that, I can't work with that. I can't trust you. Mm -hmm. And that came out of um, the way that Julie and Molly approached me about this like idea of a five. So Yes, it was exhilarating and it was a rush and we can certainly get into any of the details regarding it. But I think more significantly was the the feeling I had prior to all of this coming about of like, there's a bit of a piece in the game. It's just Matthew and Isaiah and I here at camp. I think this is a trio that I can ride with. I think I feel good about this. I think I feel good about my standing and I, I feel like I have a good shot. Then leading into that significant, I, I was like, I definitely have a good shot. 100% I can speak to and like, and not just like from this action, but like all the things I'm going to be able to do because of this, getting Molly out next, squaring up Julie whenever I get the chance, like 
all of those things to me were significant because they informed a lot of the choices I made over the course of the next day. Okay. Um, so next morning, um, you have your last stretch of the game and seemingly everything kind of goes your way. Was there anything that, um, I guess didn't go your way? Cause it, it seemingly it was an easy ride to the end, which I'm not, I, I, I guess I don't say that to minim, minimize what you did to get there. Cause that's so impressive. Obviously you had to be doing you, Isaiah and Matthew had to be doing a lot of work for everything to go the way it did. But I guess just from the outside looking in, it seemed smooth sailing. Was it as smooth sailing as it seemed? Yeah, spoiler alert, didn't win, so didn't go my way fully. <laughs> I guess just getting to, I, I, I mean, getting to the final three with the people that you intended to get there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I'm just joking. Um, yeah, there were, the, the biggest thing that didn't go my way was probably at, well, at five was tricky. Well, Molly went, oh, and then we had that weird challenge where we got split again into random groupings. Mm -hmm. So worst case scenario for me is like, what if Matthew, Isaiah, me, and Donathan are all on a group of four at that point, and we lose that challenge. Another mm -hmm. example of all the chance that exists in this game. It didn't work out that way. We had Mel on our team instead of um, Isaiah. He was on the other one, but that would have been a point where I would have been so glad I had that idol because definitely would have played it. Uh, and definitely, you know, that would have, who knows how that would have shaken up the game. Um, and then I think Cam goes next at seven um, because he is such a strong challenge competitor, mm -hmm. um, such a strategic player. Julie goes at six. So then it's five when, when I start to like wonder, well, I have two paths to the end, but like I haven't worked closely with Jordan and I should consider like where this might work out. And so I threw her a, a note on the walk to the final five challenge. And I was like, let me just put a feeler out there just in case. Cause I had noticed a couple of small group conversations between her, Isaiah and Matthew. And I was like, Hey, I think we've been promised like the same deal mm. uh, to the end. And she was like, what? And she told me that uh, Isaiah, her and Matthew had a deal to the end, which I had never heard from Matthew or Isaiah and I was like oh wow so there is something going on so I my heart definitely got a racing there and I was like I've got to win this immunity now which like of course like the one time I feel so pressured like I've got to do it Isaiah just like wipes the floor with me I feel like Isaiah could have held that bow out there for like I don't know days it felt like and I was just like so like meekly holding on for what felt like an extra five <laughs> seconds but um I, I at that point I was like I don't know I feel like I have permission now to cross this line because a, like an alliance has been made that I'm not like bound to, even though no action has been taken on it. Right. So very much so the way it worked out could have been how it was always going to work out where I was going to be spared and Jordan was going to go at five. Um, but it did open the door of me being like, well, maybe I take a shot at Matthew now at five since I've heard about this other information, but the way it all came about, I was like, I'm not going to take that risk for, for first, like the reasons behind it, the same reason that when I committed to this group of the three that like, I'm not going to cross those lines. Mm -hmm. But secondly, when we got to travel council, Jordan made like the best case ever for why <laughs> this should all be happening. So even if my idol is like the key that's unlocking the door, she's the one walking through it and she's going right. to be the one seen for everything that happens. So to me that mm -hmm. like that in many ways, I was like, well, now, of course I can't 
reward that because I'm not going to be the one, I'm not going to be the recipient of it. You are. And that Absolutely. isn't going to help my standing any better than if I didn't do that. So. Yeah, no, I think that's completely fair. Um, Jordan was definitely a force in this game and to keep her could have hurt you just as much as getting rid of her. And yeah, it's, it's so hard. I feel like most of survivor and survival challenge is always just like towing a line of, if you do, you know, it's just, it's, it's hard and it's even harder when you're having to make those decisions, sleepless, hungry, tired. And I think, um, I don't know about you, I guess for you, did that seem to affect you at all? Um, were you really feeling the physical effects by day five or were you feeling okay? Uh, other than the fact that I hadn't taken a shit. Yes, <laughs> I, I was fine. Okay. That definitely was a part of it. But uh, everything else, I was surprised at how like, honestly, primal I felt I was very cognizant of like, the food going in and not having regular food, like what that would do, especially with all the challenge endurance and stuff like that. And I'd watched clips of, of previous seasons and people falling sick out in the field. Mm -hmm. Maybe they didn't drink enough water and stuff like that. But honestly, it felt like I just like was on a five day, like no sleep, just like constant race. And it, I was shocked. I think it caught up with me after the game for sure. But at the time mm -hmm. I was like, Oh no, I could go another, I could go another 34 days. Let's go. <laughs> Okay, so Jordan goes home and you compete in the Final Four Challenge and you end up winning that one, correct? Um, yep. And so I feel like once you like win, you have a lot more agency, especially if it's the last vote and what's going on. Um, did you ever consider taking Donathan or like, again, cause you said you had made those commitments. Is that something you always were going to hold true to kind of no matter what? I think for the stakes that it was in our game. Yes. Okay. Did I also like sit there and like think a little bit more about what it would mean to change it up? Yes. And honestly, I had played that game so closely with Donathan. I thought Donathan would also be a vote for me at the end okay and i really didn't know where the rest of the jury was going to fall with me a julie had mentioned a lot of things over the course of the day about how like to me in my ear trying to motivate me to change up working with isaiah and matthew of like hey like they're going to want big moves like the jury's really going to reward like the people who have agency in this game and i'm telling you like nobody thinks you have any agency and I was like, well, you just wait. Uh, but I, but at the same time, I was like, oh, like, shoot. Like, if people are going to see me, you know, as like someone who kind of floated by. And if typically that's not what gets rewarded. And from everything I heard, I was like, that's not going to get rewarded here. I was like, okay, like, shoot. Like, maybe I should, should change things up here. But again, the stakes themselves were not high enough for me to cross that line. Mm -hmm. And I thought the best thing I could possibly do at that point was secure what felt like the most likely vote for me of the four of us that were there in addition to like nothing nothing moved the line that i didn't want to cross to where it would be enticing so i thought mm -hmm. about it but was i ever like really considering alternatives no okay so donathan because the other thing oh, oh sorry no, the ahead. only thing i was going to say in relation to that too is like in that whole game like and this maybe like touches on your note earlier right the maybe villain of the season is that like I never made a move on someone who didn't make a move on me first. Like, and whether that move was something that they, they really executed on or not, like, or, or it was a, a plan that was a part of things like 
for all the things that I might be seen as a villain, I really played a game that was as close to the folks who didn't lie to me and didn't betray me and didn't, you know, trick me. So for, from my point of view, from my main character story, like Matthew and Isaiah had my backs, had my back routinely throughout the game. And Matthew, honestly, like the most so, I felt like by the end of ends, um, to where I was like, yeah, like he's alerted me about things. He's like, let me know when I was going to not be a part of this four. He's, you know, shared and compared notes with me every chance we've gotten. So uh, there was also like that element of the game of like, hey, these people have had my back. I've played this way. Um, did we get up to some trouble together? Of course, we made it to the end. Like, there's no way you're not doing that. But uh, that was important to me as well. Um, okay, let me throw this at you. In the event that John would have pulled a surprise final two, and you would have been the one to decide who would you have taken with you. And I know it's hard. Like, obviously, we're in hindsight. It would be easy to just say, like, you know, not Matthew. But do you know what you would have done in the time? Yes, only because when we had the ropes drawn up for the final four challenge where we had to barrel across the water again, mm -hmm. I I had noticed one that that went up like midday, I want to say, or maybe it was even up the entire time and I just didn't notice it until midday. But at that moment, I was like, oh, shoot, it is a final two. Oh, my <laughs> God, I miscalculated this terribly. And I was like, OK, so like it's a final two. I think Isaiah would still take me. Although I think Isaiah, I, I can't remember what he said. If, if there was at one point where he was, he spoke on this. I think it was like I would take Matthew, not Balthazar. Um, but I, in my head, I definitely believed Isaiah would have taken me, and I would have taken him. Okay. Um, and I stand by that. I would have taken Isaiah because we had worked in that entire time together, but also because I thought that for all of the things that you know were seen by what Isaiah did, I thought that I actually had a very similar story to him with lots of things that I could uncover for folks mm -hmm. that I thought would make a very compelling story side by side. Whereas Matthew's game was a little bit, uh, not a little bit, a lot less visible to me. I really only had a day with Matthew. Um, and so to me, it felt like it was a logical and uh, measured choice of thinking of going next to Isaiah if it was a final two mm -hmm. um, because I felt comfortable. I felt like I knew more of the cards in his hand, not necessarily what he was going to play or how he was going to lay them down, mm -hmm. but I felt like I had more visibility into yeah. what I was up against. Yeah, I think that's actually such a good point um, of not necessarily trying to, like I feel like typically you would just try to view, okay, maybe who played the better game and then like from my point of view um, and then who do I want to take or get rid of, but who do I know, like whose game do I know the best so I know what I'm up against versus somebody like a Matthew might have had a lot more going on that he was that he would be able to speak to and kind of surprise you in a way versus with Isaiah, you'd been with him the whole game. So in a way, it limited the amount of things that he would be able to talk about and you wouldn't like maybe know how to respond to. So I've never thought about yeah. that before, but I like that. Um Okay, well, it's not a final two, so it's a final three. You get there <laughs> with yourself, Matthew, and Isaiah. Um, what was your confidence level going in? Because, wow, like, you you know how to public, public speak. Like, you came in there, and I, truly, 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 I do not know if I've ever uh, – I don't know. I'm not going to compare you to the show proper, at least, but 
definitely within the LRG community, I've never heard such a great final three speech, especially a losing final three speech. Um, <laughs> it's wild. <laughs> um, <laughs> how, like, are, do, you, do, you, do you know that that's something in your repertoire? Like how, how do you get to be so good at speaking? Uh, I mean, storytelling uh, is the is the most fun thing to do, whether you're like catching up on something that happened with friends or with other people. And look, I, I talk a lot. <laughs> I talk a lot. I've always talked a lot. Gotten plenty of trouble for it. Uh, I've, uh, I've done improv before, so I'm used to, you know, kind of letting the the words guide me rather than trying to dictate exactly what's going to come next and mm-hmm. paying close attention to the last thing said. We had a moment to kind of get our thoughts around you know, what we wanted to share. And in that moment, I just thought about like, what did I come in here? What were my priorities? What was my guiding, you know, uh, approach? And it was exactly what I kind of have touched on over the course of this talk, even like, I wanted to mitigate the chance that I knew existed in the game. I wanted to disguise myself as much as possible, because why give away information that, you know, is only going to help other people. And then I wanted to make sure that I didn't give people extra chances to, to strike me out. So when I heard they were coming for me, I had to to cut them off at the knees. So I felt like I had a, a sound approach in going in. I felt comfortable with how I delivered it. I think that I think that there's some notes of like, oh, I could, could have like tapped into the empath more with some of the other castaways. I think that if anything is like maybe even a thought about the calculus on the front end when I'm sitting sitting back the night before thinking like, do I feel good with Matthew and Isaiah? Like, did I spend enough or could I have rethought about who Matthew had had access to and worked with over the course of the game and who was ending up on that jury versus who wasn't for sure. But honestly, I, I, that is the miscalculation, but I, but I intentionally made it right. I intentionally said, I believe I have had the most agency of the three. I believe I can speak to it and I believe it will be rewarded. And what I miscalculated was that some of the, those relationships over the course of those you know, four and a half, five days for folks would end up becoming, uh, you know, the the more weighted factor in decision making. And mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't do something differently because I went for what I really believed would be, you know, measured the way it was. And I just happened to be wrong, but that's okay. <laughs> um, so do you think, you know... I understand not maybe not necessarily wanting to do any anything differently because um and you know at the end of the day how useful are the shoulda coulda would've um but is there anything you can look back on and think maybe would have impacted the decision that they made um still going with who you went with I understand that that's something that mm-hmm. you're saying like you you stand by and you wanted to do but do you think there's anything that could have change the result that um you could have any adjustment you could have made uh i'm sure i'm sure there are there's enough like alternate like outcomes to where (laughs) the rubik's cube could show my face when it's all put together um but i think like i think it's hard to make any of those changes without thinking of like what's the other thing that had to that has to change with it right so yeah. if i pitched something a certain way at the end how does that land on the folks who did want to reward me and offered me their vote from the jury does that mm-hmm. change their perception of me or if i had built certain relationships with players um 
you know, out there differently, would I still have made it even to the right, end? You know, there was, there were a couple of players who I think I intentionally kept a distance from for a lot of different reasons in the game who got to the jury and were like, Hey, you didn't give me the time of day. And it was like, well, it, I don't think it would have been very helpful for my game if I had. Um, <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. I think if anything, the common theme that maybe I've heard is that they just were unaware of how much you were doing and that strategy, yeah. right? Because if they were aware you easily could have gone home in place of one of those people, you know? So that's what comes back to, again, the tough total lie. The, oh, my goodness. The tough line that you have to toe as far as not being too obvious. But then, like, it's also hard because if you're not out there enough, then maybe you're not getting as much credit as somebody who yeah. maybe has a really yeah. out there personality like a Matthew. Um, totally. But I think, you know, how well you're speaking and how – final tribal council was is I think there were a couple people who maybe weren't like going in there planning on voting for you but you changed their mind and then I think there were some people unfortunately that maybe just had their mind made up and it was almost too little too late even though your speech was so impressive um so I think that's just it's tough because you want to go in there um with people that don't have their mind up. But at the end of the day, I mean, we're humans. Like, you know, some people are going to be mm -hmm. predestined to want to vote a certain way, kind of no matter what. And that's why Survivor is such, I think, a social game at heart. Um, because yeah. at the end of the day, people are <laughs> people are going to find justifying reasons to vote for who they want to vote for, you know? Um, oh, yeah. I think we, we saw that in uh, the last season of the show, uh, proper but I won't even get into that on here <laughs> um, so you know I feel like you played like a very very calculated game um if you were to play, first of all are games in your uh, any more live games in your future potentially there is a live game in my future but on the other side I'm on the production team with okay. SC I'll be out there for season 10 so excited to see folks who are going to have their hand at the game uh, this upcoming summer. Can't wait uh, to see how it all plays out. Um, but in terms of as a player, I don't, I don't know if I have a, an itch to scratch further from this one. I feel okay. very fulfilled with the, the way that my time out there went. And I don't see myself jumping up into a game anytime soon. Okay. So if you're not necessarily planning to, you know, go into another game yourself um so there's not necessarily any adjust adjustments you would make for yourself is there just like the biggest takeaway you think you can find from your game that you would give to other people who were you know maybe listening to your podcast and wanting to seek your advice uh first of all y'all should seek matthew's advice first but if you <laughs> want to hear anything from me uh i would just say honestly my biggest advice has nothing to do even with like how like game performance i think that like a part of why this game is so much fun is because like it really forces you to do something that like many people myself included could do more of in our real lives which is to put ourselves first um and i think that like this game and the like the opportunities you have to really go for things whether that's like weaseling information out of someone to go steal an idol in the middle of the night because they're lying to you and you can use it or whether that's you know sending a a somewhat familiar ally out the door because you know that'll protect your numbers later like 
the exercise of like really putting yourself first is like so affirming and it is so like it it just is like it's something i've really taken from the game and something that i think like all of us could do that more always and so i would say like whether you're in the game or you're out of it don't like don't shy away from putting yourself first and taking care of you and and don't knock anyone else for doing that either <laughs> to your to your point about uh you know kind of how we started it on like uh i don't i a villain you'd hate to be a villain to yourself first and foremost Absolutely. and the only way to navigate this game is to put yourself first and continue putting yourself out there which because of the balance of this game means it will always come in the expense of somebody else whether directly or indirectly you know uh and we should all be more comfortable putting ourselves first. Absolutely. I love that. I think a lot of us at least um, tend to, it's almost easier to be the villain to yourself than to other people. Um, yeah. But it's, it's yeah, I think that's, I've never thought of that before, but it's a great lesson to derive from live games. And I think that's what makes them so fun. You know, they're not just about winning or, you know, playing the game. It's about kind of what you each it person individually takes from them and you know the friendships that you can make from them um you know you always hear people on reality tv you know competition shows like oh i'm not here to make friends well trust me like that's a real <laughs> challenge like maybe you're not there to make friends but inadvertently you will make friends and i think that's one of the things that makes sc is so so special is just you know they're not out there casting characters they're not out there yeah. Um, they're not, you know, like a CBS casting team. They're just casting really, really good people. And so will you be best friends with every single person? No, but I can guarantee you that if you come out here and play, you're going to find at least a handful of people that you're able to really connect with and then have a lasting friendship from that. So. Absolutely. Um, and I do just want to, do you want to say, you know, obviously when Javin, got voted off like you became like my inadvertent javin of like okay like, this is who i'm gonna like root for and pull behind and you know i just love being right and so since i when you were gonna win i wanted you to win like <laughs> just want to be right you know um oh yeah but i do uh want to say that just the final three in general was so impressive with you matthew and isaiah all very deserving in your own rights and then especially matthew um, I remember saying at the end of day one, because I was on his tribe for uh, camera crew, I was like, wow, he might be the most charismatic person I've ever met in my life. Um, and so even though maybe I had a little bit of a rooting interest for you specifically, um, so incredibly impressed by Matthew and so, so deserving. Mm -hmm. um, oh, absolutely. Right. And I think uh, what you guys accomplished in bringing you guys to the to the final three and making it the first um final three that was all people of color was just such a huge advancement for like the live game community in general but i think specifically for sc i feel like we try to pr pride ourselves on doing things the right way and always trying to grow and you know part of that is always getting more representation so when you can kind of say hey look here what they did and kind of promote that for future seasons. Hopefully it'll just be a part of the continuing growth process. Absolutely. Love that. All right. So that pretty much wraps up your game. Is there anything else that you want to leave us with? I know Jason usually gives people the opportunity here. Let me read his little nifty prompt. Um, yeah. Okay. Baltazar. I think that's all the time we have. 
for the show. Before we sign off, is there anything you'd like to say to the people listening? Uh, no, get out there, have fun. Uh, see you in a survival challenge soon, whether it's the summer or one afterwards. So excited, uh, excited. It's almost time. It's, it's summer's knocking at the door. So answer it. <laughs> All right. Um, I think that's a wrap for the episode. Be sure to check out the Behind the Player podcast on all your favorite streaming services. You can also watch the video version later on the Survival Challenge YouTube page. And remember, Survival Challenge is no longer accepting applications for Season 10, but you can still donate or volunteer to help out with the show. Head over to survivalchallenge.net for more information. That's all.